So here's the thing. With Grace and Carly and it's season two. We have been able to do all this thanks to this free app called Anchor. We use their creation tools to create our podcast just how we want it. And then it does all the work distributing it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. And we make money. That's right, folks. You two can talk into the oblivion and get paid to do it. So no matter the size of your following, even if you still only have those 12 listeners. Or if you're mega famous like us. Well, more or less. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on your very own podcast. Hello! Hello! And welcome back to So Here's the Thing! With Grace and Carly. We have missed you all! So very much! I hope you had a good holiday season. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate during this time period, I hope that it was good despite the insane year that we have just had. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year indeed. Which brings us... To this podcast we're at here now. Grace, what are we doing? Today, we are discussing the craziest shit that happened in 2020. (laughs) But not just any crazy shit. Because we all know there was some crazy shit. But the crazy shit that kind of went unnoticed. (laughs) Yes. Obviously, we're not going to talk about the pandemic or, like, protests about racism. Because, first of all, if you think that that was because of 2020, you need to open your damn eyes. We're in this for a while with those things. We're not going to talk about climate change. We are going to talk about shit like... We're going to talk about the shit that happened in front of the Four Seasons landscaping (laughs) building. We're going to talk about some UFOs. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. And we're maybe going to talk a little bit about the Ratatouzical. Yes, and... On that note, there are no snacks today because we are saving our appetite because we're going to watch the Ratatouille. The Ratatouille tonight. And I'm going to make Ratatouille in honor of that. So maybe you'll see pictures on Instagram later. But when we discuss this stuff, we should actually probably introduce to you our... Our Guest, someone else is here and has been listening this whole time and hasn't Ooh. said anything. It is my good sister, Megan Reimbold. Hello, Yay. everyone. Welcome, Yay. Megan. We're so happy that you're here. Yes. So, we should probably dive into this because we do have a lot to discuss because there's a lot of crazy shit that but happened this year. But I also want to, like, list the last two things we're going to talk about before we go on. Or oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Because I just want to say bees. Bees! <laughs> and then yeah, that's all I really wanted to say, and I was mad that you made me skip that one. Okay. Okay, so now we can go on. <laughs> so, we'll start the, the podcast now. Um, hello, Megan. Um, wh- would you like to... Read the first thing that we're going to say that we're going to talk about. Yes, the way we're going through these, and we're going to rate them, but there's not really a system. We're just going to rate how crazy it is on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, And we will be reading you news headlines about all of the crazy stuff that we are talking about today. So first news headline comes from the Four Seasons landscaping areas. And I, I truly just couldn't even pick one. But like, Four Seasons total landscape in Philadelphia... Uh, that's what we're talking about. Wait, I forgot my good headline. Was it this one? Oh, there it is. <laughs> From obscure to sold out, the story of four seasons total landscaping in just four days. Grace, what happened in this? For so, those of you who don't understand that I'm just saying a landscaping Basically, <laughs> what happened was somebody in Trump's campaign team 
was supposed to book the Four Seasons Hotel. I believe the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia, because I believe that's where the event was supposed to be held, but called the wrong number because I'm sure they just Googled something and the Four Seasons landscaping picked up. And the true hero of 2020 picked up whoever was on the phone that day and accepted a reservation to do a campaign rally in front of the Four Seasons landscaping, which is not a fancy building. It's the Four Seasons because, you know, landscaping happens in all Four Seasons. It's not connected to the hotel. And it's literally just like a building block. And Rudy Giuliani got up on a podium. They set up. They stuck with the plan. Rudy Giuliani got up onto that podium and talked about how great of a President Trump was going to be again in front of the Four Seasons landscaping. And, and they, I just cannot believe that that still happened. Like, that... that They went through with it. They went through with it. <laughs> they just decided to do it in front of this weird building that just looks like a building that you would find. There's something just, special. My favorite thing is that the landscaping people on the other end of the phone was just like, yeah, totally. The president, like, they can give yes. their press conference here. Didn't question it at all. We will <laughs> accept this reservation that you have made. Well, they're famous now. They are famous now. <laughs> and now they're on t-shirts. Not <laughs> you only. You can buy a t-shirt with this crazy event from 2020. Not only do I, like, think they're heroes because they accept it, but they totally boosted their business. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know who everyone in Philadelphia is going to for their landscaping now? Four Seasons. Four, Four seasons. seasons. Absolutely. They can use the slogan, Make America Rake Again. Yeah. Oh my god. We love it. I I'm not a big fan of capitalism, but if uh <laughs> if we let this one small business do really well and like capitalize off of Trump's biggest failure this year, Trump's biggest like dumb failure, not like him not doing anything about COVID. That was probably the biggest one. But uh if we let them capitalize off of that, I'm super happy for them. You know what? Go for it. <laughs> so that one, I my rating of this one is going to be, I think, I think I'm going to give him a seven. Out I was going to say seven too. Okay, Megan, what are you going to say? I think six, just because of the fact it had to do with Trump, it gives it a little less craziness because right, because everything's, everything's on the so table. crazy. That's fair. Okay, we have I feel a like seven. Wait, a I'm going to make everything like above a seven at this point. I'm like. Yeah, I'm no, really all of this. this stuff is pretty crazy, so... Okay, but I'm going to stick with seven anyway. You're going to stick with seven. Because they made t-shirts out of it. They made t-shirts. And the fact that you can make t-shirts out of this event makes you a seven, in my opinion. There's no way, like, in any other political campaign, there's no way that they would be, like, that anyone would go through with this, that there wasn't the checks and balances. It's just that it's because everybody on the Trump campaign is just so out of their mind, lost their marbles. Yes. So anyway, that's the score for Four Seasons Landscaping. Thank you to the Four Seasons Landscaping receptionist. You really uh, you really saved the world this year. You did. All right. You know who else saved the world this year? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Taylor Swift. There we go. Taylor Swift released not one, but two banging albums. She did. In one year during the pandemic. She gave us not one, but two, Grace. You know, and they're really good albums. I have to say, I I still, I approach Taylor Swift with a healthy degree of skepticism, but Folklore and Evermore are both really, really good albums. And they're exactly what we needed in this time. The album, the, 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 not the album, the, the article 
is just all of them What's are the like article title? they're great that t- taylor swift lands her second number one album of the year with evermore and i'm like that sums like, it that's up absolutely like, right it's just yeah there's there's two now she and jack antonov and aaron desner just went off into the woods together for all of covid and we're like we're just gonna write a couple of baller albums and they did, and, and then they, they released did. it. And it's like, all <laughs> they right. They didn't make us wait. She didn't even wait. She finished Evermore in December. It came out right before Christmas, which I'm like, ah, oh, confliction. I want to listen to this all the time, but also I have to listen to also Christmas, Christmas music. <laughs> but I... she could have just waited till 2021 and then been like, another album in the next year. But she didn't. She could have, she... because folklore was still being hyped up. That's she the thing. hadn't we... finished that wave yet. We nope. weren't even over Lover. Nope, <laughs> and by really. we, I mean me. And I'm sure a few others, but I wasn't even over lover yet. I was still in that hype, and she's like, "Bam, here's folklore," and I'm like, "I wasn't ready, but I love you." And then evermore, she's like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, but I did it again." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm absolutely not ready, but I love you. I'm gonna give it a straight up nine. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're gonna give Taylor Swift a nine. I'm gonna. I uh, I haven't decided on my score for that yet because I also want to give her points. I I still there's still a tiny element of me that I'm like oh Taylor Swift has a lot of privilege to just be able to go off into the middle of the woods and write music all quarantine. I do not care. She had that privilege anyway. Uh, At least we got something out of it. She did. She did. She had that privilege anyway. But I do love Jack Antonov and I also love the power move of her just like putting her boyfriend on like the writing credits for the album like he just helps her write all of her music and he writes under a pseudonym yeah something bovary what's his what is his pseudonym's first name i can't remember but that's pretty cool that like joe also wrote part of this album (laughs) yeah my favorite thing was everyone trying to figure out who it was yeah for who is this guy like psych it's my boyfriend she's like well if you guys were just normal about it (laughs) we're not (laughs) No, they, everyone goes a little crazy. I'm going to give, I'm also going to give the Taylor Swift albums a seven. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give everything a seven. (laughs) I think I'm going to give it an eight, just because it came out of nowhere, no marketing, but yet she was still able to be so popular without any marketing with no marketing at all she's amazing and it was not predicated on any kind of like drama at all no it was was just storytelling it was just storytelling it was and it truly was a good album yeah it's really well written i think the song clean is not clean that's That's, from 1989 (laughs) i get clean and peace mixed up sometimes no peace is uh is one of the best songs ever written it's definitely the best song taylor swift has ever written yeah um so I will. I, I think we we scored that adequately. Let's move on Let's to move the on. next crazy shit, which I believe is the UFOs. The UFOs. Um, I will give you the the title, uh, and then I will pass it over to my sister, who she knows more about. The this. one Megan who, was telling us about who the wants UFOs. The UFOs here. So, um, UFO video has been officially released by the Pentagon. So not just some randos, but the government was like, yeah, sure. Have some UFOs yeah, the because we're going to slide UFOs. that on in there. And I'm going to pass it over to Megan to explain this one for you. I think it's really funny that the way I heard about this was people being like, no one's talking about the fact that the government has confirmed UFOs. And that's like the most I heard about was people being like, why aren't people talking about it? And then they continued not to talk about it. They did it. continue not to talk about <laughs> and it. And it's just a little like thing you go, oh yeah, they're, they're a thing, they're confirmed. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just... I do think, though, however, that, like, it was initially an article that was like, oh, the Pentagon confirms you have... And I will say, the, the picture slash video itself looks like the flying disc that we've all been sold. Yeah, they didn't just say that they're real. They, like, gave us the evidence. They gave us the image of, like, literally the flying alien disc. Like, the little, like, <laughs> like Pixar short in front of Ratatouille, actually, <laughs> is the, the little guy trying to train and he's got the little UFO thing. Um, but I think what the Pentagon said was, yes, unidentified flying <laughs> objects are real. There are some things that fly and we don't know what they are. And I, when you put they, it like that, it's a bit of a letdown where you're like... It's not aliens uh, are real. It's, right, they didn't yeah. say unidentified aliens Unidentified are, things in the sky are real. Are real. But and so nobody roasted like, them for it. No. And no. that's, I think, what makes the it part of this list. What makes it is crazy. nobody did anything about it we were just so tired that we're like who cares i'm going to bed because like here's the thing we all we all know we all know that they were real (laughs) and so it wasn't too much of a shock it wasn't a shock but the fact that like it did fly under the radar that the pentagon felt the need to tell us all (laughs) that it was real and release an image of like the flying saucer and used the pandemic to hide it yeah, yeah, was a little <laughs> odd. It was a little out of left field. I'm like, why? This seems like such a weird thing to bring up at this time, especially when you don't have any, like, news for us. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know, here but you go. But you just wanted to say that <laughs> And then existed. nobody talked about it. All right, so how are we, how are we rating this one? Uh, five? Solidly five? in the middle. I was going to give it a five. I'm going to give this one a six, I think, because it's not news really but i think it's funny that like i think it was like marco rubio who was who spoke on it at one point and he was like yes unidentified flying objects are real i'm like why are you talking about this why is this a conversation right now and the fact that it is a flying saucer like something that you would see at the beginning of the like the credits for um what's the show about aliens uh, There's so many. The no, the one with Mulder and Scully. X Files. Ah, it's like something you'd see at the beginning of X Files. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like what? <laughs> Why? I mean, okay, but like. Anyway, it was funny, so Megan? I'll give it an extra point. I think I'm gonna funny. give it a seven. I'm gonna stick with our solid sevens. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> All right, UFOs. All right. We got our scores in for for unidentified flying objects, and then we have another thing that might also be aliens. Kind of goes, which is our it? next subject. It kind of goes hand in hand. This one I have thoughts about. Uh, <laughs> the, this one is the monoliths that showed up everywhere in 2020. A month after mysterious monolith was discovered in Utah, at least 87 more have appeared around the world. One that they, they found it at all is crazy. And then there were several And more. there were so many more. But which... I'm going to let you explain what Okay, so the happening. monoliths are kind of a crazy phenomenon to me for a couple of reasons. One is because I read these books, shout out to Hank Green, um, <laughs> absolutely remarkable thing in a, in a, oh my goodness, I forget the name of the second book, I feel so bad. Um, but A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor, that's what it is. And basically the premise is very similar. These are statues that look humanoid in his books, but they do kind of appear all over the place overnight. And like the properties of it are not really human. And so they're like, it's 
it's alien but like we don't know how or in what way or how these work Mm -hmm. and like i i saw this monolith stuff and i was like hank green how does it feel to predict the future (laughs) with your damn book and these monoliths most of them we actually do know that people like put them up in honor of the piece that is in utah i think but the one that's in utah To my knowledge, we have no idea how it got there. And we know it got there in 2016. I'm assuming because of aerial footage that they looked into after. But it was discovered this year because they were were trying to track... They were tracking sheep. Sheep. They were tracking wild sheep. (laughs) And they found this, like, metal monolith that did not... It was totally indescript. There was no, like, attachment of, like, the artist's name or anything. They're just kind of, like tall metal rectangly looking things yeah they're like they're they're obelisks they're just kind of they're kind of freaky to look at <laughs> the longer I they look resist at this, the more interpretation and i think it's stressful because they resist interpretation so much it's just sitting um, here in the middle of utah which is like a beautiful place with like a bunch of cool mm-hmm. natural shapey things and it's just like and sitting like, there <laughs> is it probably some like hermit artist who wants to you know say something with like <laughs> this object being hidden in the desert for years but then like people finding it later <laughs> yeah um yeah it's probably that but like we don't know for sure I, it's the same reason i find the loch ness monster so interesting is because <laughs> by all means we should have an answer to this right like there should just be an answer that says yeah, no, we found the artist guy. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to be like, we know how this came. We, we have footage of something somewhere. Exactly. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to find. And like, like the Mo- Loch Ness monster, it's not that big of a lake. You should be able to definitively say with all there the technology is we have now, no absolutely. monster. But like, it is just there's no cameras in the desert. That's the thing is they that just what can't they do it. what they found out. I'm pretty sure it's from like Google imaging. They were able to trace it back to like you know, the image that was taken before it existed and then the image that was taken after it was placed. And then they don't know, like, they don't have images of someone placing it. So, like... So they had to know when the satellite was going to be taking pictures to make sure (laughs) they weren't caught on the satellite. Perhaps. Either that or it was just dumb luck. Or it was aliens. Or, or it was aliens. Or it just literally did appear overnight. Because, again, we can't prove anything. We can't <laughs> prove that it wasn't. And I think it's interesting because we can prove a lot of the other ones that people are like, ha, 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 uh, and we're going to know what it is. But, like, this... And they've, they've been able to prove that those ones weren't aliens. This exactly. one... This one... Yeah, the other can't... obelisks, most of them they've been able to trace... Except for the ones who appear and disappear really fast. There was one in Woodstock, New York that appeared and disappeared really fast. But that is kind of like a, probably it was people who did that just Mm -hmm. to be like mysterious and cop the same like format as the one in Utah. But there's no way to, as of yet, definitively prove that it wasn't alien. (laughs) It was there since 2016. It took us four years. It took us four years years to find find this damn monolith. (laughs) What were you going to say, Megan? My question is, is has anyone looked to see if it's connected to ley lines at all? Because I know, like, the Stonehenge and all of that That is connected. That is a good question, because it is a giant monolith. It's a giant object sticking straight out of the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if they've tested... They say... So they say they assume it's like a mix of aluminum and I think maybe iron. I was looking this up, but they... They didn't have a for sure answer. They're like, this is what we assume it's made out of. But That's they don't something they know. should have a for sure I'm like, you should on. know! <laughs> yeah. It's... How do you not know? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> studied metals, for sure. They have to have some way of knowing that that is for sure what the metal they used is. And so it is a good question of, like, whether it is connected to ley lines, because it does kind of follow that same format. Mm-hmm. And nobody's done the research, right? You've yeah, tried to look I it tried up. I tried to look it up, and I could not find anything. It'd just be like, here's what ley lines are, here's Stonehenge, and I was like, but what about these new monoliths? What about the new monoliths? And the I, Utah one. I'm gonna give this Utah monolith a 9. I'm gonna give yeah. it a 9, too. Because yeah. 9's across the board. 9's <laughs> across the board. This was insane, and it's insane that we don't have an answer, and we kind of all just let it go, which, there's a handful of things we're actually coming up on one <laughs> next that is also kind of like this. Of like, We just had to let it go because every Everything else was so stressful, but like it's not resolved. It's in no way is it resolved. Which brings us to Carly. What's our next crazy thing that happened in 2020? Bees? Oh my god! But no bees! Exclamation mark! Because they were killer hornets. Giant. I think the word is giant killer hornets. Yeah, like murder hornets. Murder hornets. Murder hornets. And. For reference, if anyone is listening to this who does not live in the Pacific Northwest or who doesn't know where we're from, we are in the Pacific Northwest. We are approximately an hour and a half from where these bees were found first, which was another stressful thing to have to deal with. It's like, these could actually show up on our doorstep. Also, total side note, when we first moved into this apartment, I found like two bees just hanging out in here one day. Like one after another. Like I found one and I was like oh and i put it outside i was very nice to it and then i walked in and i found another damn bee and i was like oh no they're coming they can't were able to bees. calmly trap a bee and he put was it just outside. hanging out on the wall um, luckily neither carly or our roommate becca were home no, becca was the- home oh, okay. she froze i had to do something <laughs> but then nobody was home and then like I wasn't home. And so then, like, weeks later, Grace was like, okay, so. There were some bees. I don't want to freak you out, but there were two bees right in a row as soon as we moved in. And I was like, oh, good. Oh, oh, good. We have to move. So the biggest thing is just, like, murder hornets have arrived in Washington. Yeah, basically. They've arrived in Washington. I, the last I heard on the murder hornets, because there's not a lot of recent development on it, but it's also, like, they are in hibernation because it's winter now. Yeah. The last I had heard on it was around August. There were beekeepers that had found a hive. They were going in to, like, kill the hive. Because <laughs> they're murder um, hornets. But th- they're not sure that that's it and we're just gonna have to see if more <laughs> develop next summer they're just gonna breed like, we're gonna be everywhere I'm we so we stressed. really don't we really don't also these bees are insane i don't know most of you probably do remember the murder hornets thing but like i i looked into it because they are so close to us and i'm like i need to know like what to do if i see one the answer was run the answer is run. it's literally run it's do not do anything to it get away from it as fast as you possibly can also these bees are insane and they're actually an environmental crisis like it's not just like they'll hurt humans because like what do they, they kill like 90 people a year in Japan, which is a lot for bees, but it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things that, that cause death. Yeah. Um, 
But they are an environmental catastrophe because they literally, they hunt honeybees and they will decapitate entire hives of honeybees but with their bare like mandibles (laughs) they will decapitate honeybees oh my god they are terrifying creatures and so basically like if we see one we are instructed to just run Run and call animal control and be like does anybody have some of those like crazy extra beekeeping suits because the regular ones don't work because they're too thin I just looked it up. They are two inches long. Again, there's an app or there was something that Grace was on as we were preparing for this this podcast this week where she could like 3D put in a bee in her hand and that was terrible. It was really scary. The bee was like flapping its wings. It was like a little animation, but it looked kind of real. Um, I'm going to give the bees a 10. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I have to give the bees. I'm going to give a... Uh... Uh, I kind of just want to give him an 8. So I'm going to settle for a 9. I think the fact that they're so scary adds to their points. Um, they and do. Because they're so close to where we are. That's my thing. That's I would not have given it a 10 if I lived in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. But, the but because I live two hours from where they found them, I'm going to give it a 10. That's the <laughs> most immediate crazy shit that happened in 2020 that might be a problem for me. I think I have to agree with you and also go 10. I think, I think I've been convinced. You're changing your answer. <laughs> it's a 10. Because in terms of, in terms of the immediate immediate threats of all of these things the bees top the list that's the craziest shit and i might see one this summer i think that the threat that they're not over and they're not over we didn't kill all of them we didn't kill all because the bees. there was so much other shit going on we couldn't send out a full task force for the bees Oh, no. <laughs> so that's enough on killer wasps. We're going to forget about that until uh, <laughs> next summer. Spring, spring summer, whenever, whenever bees happens. come back. <laughs> but the next thing I want to talk about, unfortunately, claws are going to come out a little bit with this one because this is funny in a, like, way that will make you mad. Um, <laughs> As the internet says. <laughs> I'm going to read the first headline. <laughs> And this is just going to be our subject is the embarrassment of Democrats wearing kente cloth stoles because and this is not funny at all. But when George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin, um, it was it was absolutely awful. And there was a national outcry. There's still a national outcry. outcry. Um, Justice, to my knowledge, has not truly been served because the other officers watching have not been convicted of any crimes and the i don't system is and the system is still absolutely in still in place um but one of the most and this was it was crazy to watch a group of people express how truly out of touch they are with the world because the democrats of congress instead of actually pushing to legislate so that things like this would not happen decided to have what I assume is like a moment of silence, a moment of reverence or whatever. And in this moment, decided that a good thing to wear oh, God. would be kente cloth stoles mm. from Ghana, which I I need to add, George Floyd is not from Ghana. I don't know if he has heritage in Ghana. That is possible, but I did a Google search and it didn't immediately come up. Um, And he was born in America to Americans. He is an American or was an American citizen Mm -hmm. before he was murdered. 
And so I'm like, why? Did you just think, like, general African was going to be a fine thing to, like, express in in your, like, what, condolences for this man being murdered? As the article says, embarrassing. The embarrassment of Nancy Pelosi wearing a kente cloth stole. I honestly think that is more appalling, almost, than anything Trump did, only because we expect it from him wholly and fully, and we know he doesn't have any shame, I cannot believe that these wealthy, out-of-touch Democrats actually thought that was a good idea. Like, that is so, that's so beyond insulting. And otherizing, like, the fact that they would decide to wear an African stole in support of an American American citizen who was murdered. Like, you're othering him in that process, what is wrong with you? And why did you think this was going to go over well? People are protesting in the okay. streets. And how was there no one to tell you this is wrong? Yeah, why did did no one say anything, or did you just ignore the person or that was said something? something? Or is it not diverse enough? For there to be somebody to say that there is something wrong. And that is probably the biggest question is, the the biggest answer to the question Mm -hmm. is there's just simply not enough difference of perspective in Congress for there to be enough dissent for something like that happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to rank, I'm going to give this one a seven because it wasn't crazy. And if you look at the whole scope of everything, like, it was crazy, but it wasn't fully unexpected if you actually That's, look yeah. at everything. That's how I was going to... But it was appalling. I think I'm going to hold tight to that word. Absolutely appalling. Appalling, embarrassing, horrible. Just don't don't ever, ever do it again. And also, like, like you have the power to why change the like rules, this? so maybe do don't do this until it. you actually fix yeah, don't the just, structural problem. It didn't problem. help anybody. It made it worse. Yep, so, it made it so much again, worse. a seven. <laughs> yeah. Sevens across the board. Okay. Fantastic. Sevens across the board. Okay. Um, Last one. (laughs) After we got the rants out of our system. Oh, yes. The last one is a fun one. And it's going to bring us into the next event of our evening. I encourage you to do the same. I think tickets are still available on Today Ticks. Let's pay what you can. You can pay as little as $5. um, To watch... The TikTok created Ratatouille musical. Ratatouille the musical. How this TikTok creation came together. (laughs) And this is perhaps my favorite thing of 2020. And I think we all, as people who are on TikTok, me and Megan are both on TikTok and me and Carly both do theater. So we are absolutely within our bounds discussing this subject. Um... You were you going to say something? I was just going to quickly throw in a thing. Oh, go ahead. It's not my favorite thing because Taylor Swift was my favorite thing that happened in 2020. But it is very good. <laughs> but, but Ratatouille or the Ratusical. The Ratusical. Ratusical. Oh, God. The Ratusical. But yes, it is a TikTok created musical. So basically what happened, it was a joke. Somebody did the first TikTok with the the song from Ratatouille the musical, and it was just kind of a, like, what if there was a Ratatouille musical? It goes something like... <laughs> I, uh, oh, I'm not going to sing it. You're going to make me sing it? I do know the words, <laughs> like, but I'm not going to sing it. Sing it with it. me, Megan. Okay. Do it together. Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do know all the words. And, like, no, Remy.
Remy is not the ratatouille because the ratatouille is the dish. We all know this. We all watched ratatouille, or at least we watched we ratatouille watched. on New Year's Eve. No, we <laughs> fell asleep an hour into it. Not even an hour. It. <laughs> 30 minutes. 30 minutes into it. But we're old now. But I will say this. I have spent the better part of this year railing against the majority of the theater industry because like Democrats in Congress, it is quite out of touch and it has become just a tool of the bourgeoisie. Not all theater. Not all theater. There are some good theaters out there. There are some good theaters Uh, out there. Shout out to Sound Theater. You guys are amazing. Sound Theater Company is doing a great job, but they are probably in the minority in terms of theaters who are actually trying to live in the moment and be be present with like you know the general populace and Mm -hmm. be relevant Mm -hmm. um theater has fallen and broadway specifically broadway specifically which is where this comes has been waiting for a comeuppance the um i'm gonna forget his name now i feel so bad oh griffin matthews doing the video the dear amy cooper but it was also to the theater community and the Mm -hmm. like we see you white American American theater theater. Mm -hmm. was very important it was a very important uh ripping of the scales which is a really obscure uh, narnia metaphor (laughs) but i can't think of anything better because broadway specifically but a lot of american theater as well is is so white aristocracy mm-hmm. ridden and and mm-hmm. any any piece that deals with stories from not that specific sect of people seems so completely out of touch and it's still produced by primarily white upper class people produced directed directed designed designed like there's just it's just so gate kept from yeah the rest of the world and it's why a lot of theater has fallen out of relevance because those stories either don't matter to the general public as it grows in its own diversity and its own desire for social change or it feels like a weird pantomime of what matters to them and it it's just a mess and the (laughs) ratatouzical Well, it's an absurd concept. Basically what happened after that initial video, people took off with it. And and just both extremely famous and not famous TikTok creators alike started creating music and choreography and and all sorts of like book writing and costumes and and everything for the Ratatouille musical. And it became something that was actually from a collective voice of of a large population. And so as much as I think it's the silliest thing, and especially because it's Ratatouille, and I've, I've railed against movie musicals forever, because it was the general collective population on TikTok that came up with it, I'm like, I can't knock it. Yeah. This is what they wanted to do, and it matters to them. And so it, This is how we're going to keep theater alive, this is how we're which is important Because it matters to people. <laughs> like, theater is important, and... The collective group, which is what theater should be, is just a collective group coming together and like coming together to share stories. stories. It's so collaborative, and I love it. I'm gonna get choked up talking about it because I think it's so beautiful and it's so much what theater is supposed Supposed to be. be. What like you which is insane that that happened in the middle of a pandemic. But it it bucks everything that every snobby theater creator has said this year of like Broadway is dead or Broadway struggling. Please give us money so that like we don't. (laughs) 
don't die because theater matters. I've heard like theater matters and theater is important without giving any reason as to why from so many creators and it has infuriated me because I'm like, actually, if people don't, if the collective people don't think theater matters, then it doesn't. It has to matter to everybody. Otherwise, when a pandemic hits, like, uh, of course it's gonna die because you made an art form that was exclusively for the bourgeoisie. Like, when you write plays about the lower class, you write them so that the upper class can go to them and then alleviate their guilt for being yeah. rich people. Like, Which is a problem is... that has happened from centuries ago. Like Exactly. It's not a in the, new the problem, but it, it's... Renaissance, when they, like, changed all the rules of how theater should be. Yes. And, like, that's a whole other podcast where we talk about the th- rules of theater. But, like... Before, when it was an interactive thing and people would interact with the characters like that, I missed that. Exactly. <laughs> because, like, now it's just we all sit in a dark room and we, like... We sit in a dark room and we have don't. an isolated experience and there are rules that you have to adhere to. And at the end of the day, like, what is it really doing or changing? Like, the Ratatouille musical actually is really legitimately bringing people together. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that is brilliant. And the fact that it got so popular on TikTok, I think is is saying something because the TikTok algorithm is very unique mm-hmm. and that it definitely does show you what you want to see. It's not what the company wants you to see for the most part. Um, and so the fact that this sound made it onto everyone's For You page and that mm-hmm. people liked it so much and it right. shows that it was a story that they wanted. We took some collective knowledge, because, you, you know, Ratatouille is Disney. Yeah. It's collective knowledge for most people. It's been very accessible for many years. Um, but then the fact that, yeah, it gained so much traction as as something to actually legitimately brighten people's spirits during this time. And a way in which they felt not alone because everybody loves to say that about theater it's like oh it connects people but does it really mm-hmm. usually i like most pandemic theater that i've seen actually hasn't it's just a way of artists staying active and i get that i get that artists need to stay active that's what i've I do. done <laughs> yeah like i can't knock it too much but i also can't tell people to I, I can't try to, you know, beg people to go and see it, because I'm like, it really is just for my own edification. This is actually giving people something. Yeah. And that's what I find so beautiful about it, even though it's the silliest thing on the planet. <laughs> um, but it is actually giving people something to be excited about and actually share in the mirth with each other. And that is beautiful, to, to be able to connect with people that are so far away and literally isolated from you yeah. because of this collective knowledge, this collective excitement. I just love it. I didn't expect <laughs> to go so off on the Ratatouille musical, but like... Didn't you, though? <laughs> I, I'm so delighted by it because it's what I have been aching for. And in... it's the fact that it's these small voices, these yeah. TikTok creators getting a voice in a yeah. main, not mainstream, but like pretty big. Pretty big way, yeah. And they, and, and this is, and this is, you know, they, they hired already famous Broadway actors, which is like, okay, just make sure that like, you know, when we do the like 30 second run of this, you're actually hiring like <laughs> up and coming people. But they didn't hire, you know, film actors who are still working and still have Mm -hmm. plenty of money. They hired actual theater performers who maybe have done some television work, but for the most part 
are beloved in the theater community. Mm. I mean, Titus Burgess uh. is not doing anything right now. Uh. I said that about the prom. I'm like, he could have played James Corden's character. Yeah. He's not doing anything. He's a theater <laughs> artist in a pandemic. We love him. <laughs> we love him. Um, Ashley Park, Andre DeShields, they cast a relatively diverse cast, which was awesome. Yay, good job, Ratatouzical. Ratatouzical. You, you did. You did a good job. <laughs> I'm... I don't know what I'm going to rate the Ratatouille musical. I'm, I'm like, do you know? I'm, I love it. I was not on TikTok, so I don't have the same quite sure. like. Attachment. Attachment slash hilarious watching of it. I, I saw the end product mm-hmm. and not so much the creation of it. So it means a little bit less That's to fair. me. Yeah. So just because I'm going to give it probably an A okay, doesn't mean that I don't think that it's a great thing that happened Absolutely. for the theater community. Yeah. But in terms of how crazy, but how crazy it was. This is how crazy it was. Yeah, this is how crazy it was. It's crazy because it's a new form of doing something. Yeah. It is a new form of theater. That's like, this is like the first time that I've legitimately been like, yeah, this is a new form of writing. Mm-hmm. This is a this is actually fresh. <laughs> um, my Rotten Tomatoes score for Ratatouille the Musical is fresh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give it a nine mm-hmm. because the Killer Bees are crazier than Ratatouille the Musical yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. But Ratatouille is crazy in a in a completely inspiring way, yeah. which I love. Yeah, which is what I gave Taylor Swift. I gave her a nine. Yeah, yeah. that makes so, sense. That yeah. totally makes sense. <laughs> I think I'm also going to give it an 8. Uh, okay. We did give the monoliths 9, and I think it's a little less crazy it's than a little the monoliths. Less crazy <laughs> than the mon- it's a little less crazy than the monoliths. I gave it 9 because I love it. <laughs> yes. I also love it. I, I, I do. I was there for the... I wasn't there for the... Cre- but I watched the creation process. Process, yeah. And, uh, and I love it. I think it's great. But I don't think it's, it's super duper crazy right it's just it's just a cool thing that happened it's just a really cool thing that happened and we love it for that reason now i have to do some math or did you or just just use carly's calculator calculator i did some math i was so proud of you you did the easy math (laughs) i did the easy math i did the ones where we all rated it the same (laughs) you're right it is 20 (laughs) am i gonna be able to do this this is 24 i think that's just seven twice. Sixteen. Oh, no, it's not. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. I was right. It 24. was twenty-four. Listen to us haggle <laughs> over math. This yeah. is going to be fun. I promise. <laughs> and then that's eighteen. Um, yes, eighteen. And then this one's going to be... I gave her a calculator, but she's 25. determined to do the math herself. I think it's twenty-five. Twenty-five. You're right. It's going to be twenty-five. There we go. Okay. Nice. So... Let's give our, we're going to give a few honorable mentions after this, but we'll, we'll crown our winner. Um, In last place is the UFOs, because it's still kind of crazy, but it was a little bit of a letdown because we thought it was going to be like, aliens are real, and then it was just like, yeah, we don't know some of the things that are flying around in the sky. (laughs) But it's still kind of crazy that, like, the Pentagon said that at all. Like, why did you feel the need? I would love to know more about that, but at the moment... You, you get last yeah. place. Exactly. Second to last place in, in sixth place is Congress doing their no, stupid... No, it's not. It's the Four Seasons. Yeah. Oh, it's the Four Seasons. Because <gasps> you're... Oh, my God. Yeah, always you're right. crazy. And so you, you get sixth place because, you, like, again, hilarious. You made table. it onto our list, but... Hilarious? 
and absolutely absurd. But and I want a t-shirt, but... <laughs> Trump is always absurd. Trump is always absurd. So you didn't get as many high points for that one. Correct. And then you have Congress. Congress is in fifth place, because kind of for the same reasons. It's, like, not totally shocking. It's not crazy because it's surprising. It's crazy because, like, how could you think this would go over well? This is appalling. How, how tone deaf do you have to be? <laughs> Um, fourth place, it looks like we have Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift is in fourth place. Two studio albums in one year is it's, not something that's never been done before, but it's rarely done. And during yeah. a pandemic, it's pretty impressive. And we thank you for the things that you've done. Yep. Thank you for those <laughs> albums, Taylor Swift. They've really been getting me through. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> in third place, drum roll, please. We have the Ratatouzical. Woo! Woo! The Ratatouille musical came in third place because it is warm and inspiring to all of us and a true new form of theater, but also not, like, the most shocking thing in the world. Just, like, really wild that it happened, and I'm excited for it. We are excited to watch you tonight and eat you. (laughs) We love it. And I have no regrets in saying it that way. In second place, our runner-up will be... Mysterious monoliths. What the heck? What are you? What are you? I want to know more. And if aliens are invading and this is their process, please take me with you. (laughs) Yes, please. In first first place, place. our crown jewel, Killing Bees! (laughs) Which makes sense. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. If you don't hear from us in a little while, that's probably it's, because the bees got the bees us. The bees got us. And I will say, it's interesting, in our, our top two are, like, natural Yeah, natural phenomena. Things that people didn't do. Exactly. It wasn't created. It's and just they're like, not probably related. Bees might be a little bit related to climate change, but most of them are not related to systemic issues of... of our world, yeah, they are just like crazy stuff Random that happens. That we can blame twenty like, twenty. We can for. blame twenty twenty for that because even the ratatouille that people got on TikTok so much because of the pandemic, yeah, and but like a lot of this them... other stuff. Taylor Swift is because she had the time to do it because of the pandemic. She wasn't mm-hmm. on tour. Um, four seasons is a result of a terrible political system, as is Congress. <laughs> yeah. But those ones, the models and bees, are just like. All right. right. It's like, okay, that's super freaking weird. (laughs) That's weird. Um, Honorable mentions are uh, the Duck Army, which refers to, (laughs) I'm just going to launch right into it. What country was it that sent? China sent 100,000, or potentially sent. Oh, no, not potentially, sorry. (laughs) Did they or did they not send a Duck Army? I don't know if they actually did, but they thought about it. Uh, 100,000 ducks to fight... Locusts locusts in Pakistan. Pakistan. So they sent a duck army to go fight the locusts. (laughs) Because this is just the end of the world. (laughs) I guess. It is the end of the world. Um, We also wanted to give an honorable mention to the weird smoke phenomena. The sky was red. The sky was red for many days this year, which was definitely part of climate change. But in San Francisco, it mixed with the fog layer, so the air that people were breathing down below was actually, like, perfectly fine to breathe, but the sky was, like, dark orange. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy thing to see. Um, 
we also want to give a shout out to Mr. Peanut dying. R.I.P. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Sorry, I don't Mr. know Peanut. why you felt it necessary to kill off this animated character that's been around for 104 years. But you we did. all assumed he was immortal, but <laughs> I guess not. Everyone has their limits. Everyone has their limits. And he drove off a cliff or something to save someone? I, I don't know the full story. But it's okay because yeah. a baby Peanut was born baby after somehow Mr. Peanut died. There is a baby Mr. Peanut, isn't there? Oh my god. Old? We're gonna need to do some more research <laughs> this on is this, why he apparently. Didn't make it, this is why Mr. Peanut is it. dead. That is confirmed. Mr. Peanut is dead. Um, also, shout out to the fly that landed on Mike Pence's face <laughs> during the vice presidential debate. You maybe stole Kamala Harris's spotlight a little bit, but you did make that presidential race a lot more fun and <laughs> maybe also the signified the end of times. So, thank you, thank you to the fly. fly. <laughs> um, Gary Ridgway almost got released from prison. I thought this was fake, and then I looked it up. Um, they didn't release him. For, for those of you who don't know, he's the Green River Killer. Um, and, and they almost released him because of COVID. <laughs> they were going to release prisoners with nonviolent convictions and and also prisoners over a certain age i think and then they they decided to limit it a little bit more and like restructure but at a point in time they had decided that prisoners i think this was it that was over a certain age would be released and gary ridgeway is just like really old now yeah. um but he's killed so many so people <laughs> um and he almost got released from prison and by far one of the craziest but also so low stakes that we couldn't actually put it on the list is that a Bolivian orchestra got stranded in a haunted German castle that was surrounded by wolves for 73 days, um, which is a ridiculous amount of time to be stranded in a castle. We did find by out wolf. it was because of COVID, not because of the wolves. Yeah. They insinuated in the article <laughs> that they were trapped because of the wolves. The first, the first couple paragraphs were like, there were wolves. Like, and we were trapped in the, the you castle were trapped the castle and it's like okay um but, i'm gonna need you to elaborate a little bit more on what's happening here and like how is the castle haunted <laughs> you're gonna need to be more specific um it basically it was just because covid hit and they had to be quarantined so kind of the same thing as everybody else was going through at the time but it did sound but the headline, but the headline wild. was very misleading very clickbaity and it worked like we clicked on we it. clicked on it so, so that's gonna close out the crazy shit that happened in 2020 now that the year is over and it can't get it us can't anymore. Hurt us anymore. Just so we're clear though, still be aware. <laughs> racism and COVID-19 and climate change can still get you. Those haven't gone away. Stay alert, stay alive. 2021 is going to be another ride. And if you think that 2021 is just going to magically be better, I hope that you're okay because yep. uh, we're worried for it's you. Not great uh, to have that opinion. It's great to have hope. some hope. But just the blind faith in the Hope year changing. Fine. Blind faith is definitely stressful. It's stressful. So be careful. Be safe. Be very careful. Be safe. I think that concludes our podcast, our podcast. for today. Thank you so Thank much you, for Megan. joining us, Megan. Thank you for having me. Of yes, course. It was very fun. And we don't know what we're doing next week, so we're not going to announce anything. It was <laughs> just tuned. nice to be back for this week. Yes, and talk about the year that it, we've had and has happened. It was happened, a crazy so. year. I will so say, we're... we didn't talk about one of the other most crazy things, and I will say this before we end our podcast, but the craziest event of 2020 was that Grace and Carly started a podcast. Grace and Carly started a podcast. It was so good. I rate that what 10 out of 10. Thing. 10 out of 10. And 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. It wins. It beats bees. Everyone listen to our podcast. Yep. We've Do had it. a great time making it. We love 
hearing your thoughts on things before we start podcasts. We got yes. some of these subjects from people who were on the internet answering my silly questions about things. So thank you for that. And follow Grace on Instagram. Follow she on asked Instagram. those questions. We're going to make an account for this podcast, though, Someday. at some point. The so craziest event of 2021. Look out for dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so here's the thing with Grace and Carly on all social media platforms. Ooh. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.